valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You're unique. Your uniqueness, your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you and you see yourself and who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement and some recognition and some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or to end your day or any time of day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or religious beliefs or traditions or tribes. You're the value in this economy and you're seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create, for the value that you are, for the inherent value that you possess. And if you're working a job and you are homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. Do you know what I do? I smell the inside of my nose. And then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's so hard to believe. And then I exhale and I step outside and I make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. And I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are and that is a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Good morning, everybody. Or good evening or whatever time of day it is. It's me, Herschel Sterling. Commercial Herschel, how you doing? Got another story for you today on day 20. Day 20 of Flash Fiction February. It's rolling along, it's rolling along. I've learned a lot about this and I've figured some things out about writing these short formula stories and some of them are better than others. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But you just get better as you go along. I hope you're enjoying the process. Welcome to Smell of the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. Today's story is called Soil Culture and a Snake's Snacks. Unearthing Backyard Secrets. It's all about a snake's snacks today. It's day 20 of Flash Fiction February. And Richard and Roger get a lesson in land co-management. Why don't gophers just use the same hole they used yesterday? Why do they make a new hole every day, right next to the hole they made yesterday, Roger asks his big brother Richard. Richard answers, because they're stupid. Richard is preparing the gopher holes with poison. There's a big three-prong plan that his dad came up with, and the first phase is poison. The gophers own the yard. The ground is softened under a lot of the yard where their little underground cabins are. The ones they use once and abandon until the next day when they dig a brand new one. They watch the videos on sensor tube and they're combining the best treatments to see if they can push back on the gophers to hopefully have this issue dealt with sufficiently until next year at least. We're going to get this poison in the ground. It has a good smell to them. We're going to we're going to get them in here with the poison, Richard says. Then in the evening, we're going to use smoke bombs and close up the holes so they'll hopefully suffocate in there. Won't that be stinky when they die and their bodies rot, Roger asks. To them it might be, but they'll be underground. 
And that's just the second part of the plan. We're going to have a lot of work to do around here after tomorrow. What do you mean, asked Roger. Dad is renting a tamper. Tonight, we're going to tamp both yards, the whole property after dark. When the gophers have been poisoned and trapped in the smoke, we're going to collapse the tunnels and the little digouts they have under the yard, Richard says. He's renting a what, Roger asked. It's a tamper. It's a machine that vibrates and it pounds the dirt very hard and presses everything down. It packs the dirt tightly. It'll close up all the gopher holes in the tunnels they made and it'll bury them in there. Wow, that's scary, says Roger. It is for them, said Richard. Then the gophers will be gone forever? Till at least next year, Richard goes on. There are going to be sunken areas of the yard, places that really get crushed down from the tamper. We're going to have to add more dirt on those areas and then tamp that down so it's very firm. And then we'll have to plant new grass seed over those areas. It's a lot to do. But at least we won't have to deal with the gophers this year anymore, Roger adds. Just then, Roger is following behind Richard and looking into the little gopher holes where the poison is being inserted. Roger hears a noise like something rubbing at the ground. He hears a hiss and a snake emerges from one of the gopher holes. Roger screams and runs from the hole. Richard notices what's happening and assuages Roger. Don't worry, he's not poisonous, Richard calls to Roger. He can't get out of the hole. He's full of gopher. His belly has him wedged in there. He'll probably go back in the hole where he feels safe. You can come back, he said. Why do you poison my gophers? Hisses the snake. When you poison my gophers, you poison me, he says. He's talking. The snake is talking, Roger exclaims. He said we're poisoning his gophers. No, he isn't, Richard says. Snakes can't talk. You speak of suffocating and crushing my gophers, the snake says. Why would you do this? Can't you see the symbiotic nature of our relationship? He's not talking. Ignore him, Richard says. Everything you do to these gophers, you ultimately do to yourself or to your future self or to your children, says the snake. The earth is a closed system. What does he mean? Roger asks. He's crazy, Richard says. First you say I can't talk and that I'm not talking to you. Then you say I'm crazy. You're obviously listening and your rebuttal is a typical ad hominem swipe by someone who knows. They're misstating events. As he finishes these words, he wriggles himself backwards and slides back down into the gopher's hole. His tongue makes one last appearance as his head disappears down the hole. I didn't know snakes could talk, Roger says. Snakes can't talk, Richard says. Whatever you do, don't tell anyone that snakes can talk. They will think you are crazy. That snake was eating gophers. He's mad that we're killing his food, Roger says. He's got time to get out of there, Richard says. He knows what's about to go down. As they are talking, their, their dad drives up to the yard. He gets out, carrying a box. Hey, dad, there was a... Shh! Richard interrupts Roger. What did I tell you? Shh! Dad walks up to the boys as they're working, and he puts down a box. 
Is that the smoke bombs, Richard asks? This is for Frank. He's the snake that lives in the tunnels. When you see him, tell him to slide into the box and tell him I said what's up, Dad says. The end. Wow. That's a story that could have gone somewhere, but I ended, I just, I opted to just end it more quickly. I just opted to end it more quickly. But it's got a good movement, like it's talking about symbiotic relationship between nature and in people and how it all works together and there's a, a whole thing that could have come out of that where that snake could have just totally like educated them about stuff and then the dad could have come home and he could have been a doctor and he could have corroborated everything the snake was saying and then ultimately decide oh, anyway to kill all the gophers I mean it just doesn't there's a lot of ways that could have gone it, it, it was you know there's a lot there's something there there's something there not enough for me to want to pursue forever, but there's something there. It's interesting. It's fun. Here's some AI titles. Gopher Wars, a family's battle for yard domination. The Great Gopher Gambit, poison, smoke, and a talking snake. Suffocating secrets, unveiling the underground world of gophers. Tales from the tunnels, confronting the curious case of gopher holes. The silent schemers, gophers, smoke, and unexpected conversations. Underground Intrigues, A Family's Plan to Combat Gopher Invasion, Smoke Signals and Snake Speak, Unraveling the Mysteries of Yard Warfare, Gopher Gauntlet, A Multi-Phase Strategy for Yard Reclamation, Gopher Gauntlet, that's not bad, Whispers in the Earth, The Surprising Interactions of Gophers and Snake, Whispers in the Earth, that's not terrible, that's not terrible, Beneath the Surface, Secrets, Strategies, and the snake in the hole. That's not bad. Beneath the surface, secret strategies. That's not bad at all. I might put that somewhere. Like I might add that up closer up in my thing just because it might do better. Like that's not a bad SEO title. Like that's not a bad search engine title. So what I'm going to do is I'll, right under the photo, I'm going to put, make it into a pull quote. I'm just going to make it a pull quote. That's all. Don't worry. No big deal. Doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So if you if you actually open this sub stack, you'll see that I put that underneath the photo, and it, you know as a pull quote. I think it's pretty good, and the SO might see that. You know, and that's not bad. Like those are good SEO words. Beneath the surface is a good phrase. Secrets, secrets is always a good phrase for search engines. Strategies is okay, and snake in a hole is an okay phrase but it's really beneath the surface and then secrets strategies like that right there those are good seo words they the seo likes those kind of words people do people search for secrets they search for strategies they search for that that shows up in those kind of searches so that's pretty good so this is smell the inside of your nose do it right now i'm doing my exercise which is called flash fiction february where i write a very quick flash fiction story every day and it's pretty fun for me and I'm learning a lot and I'm getting a lot of new subscribers as a result of this like people are interested I've been at it for like half a month and it's giving me more people are paying more attention to my podcast now so I'm building my podcast base up by podcasting every single day a brand new story that didn't exist yesterday for 29 days flash fiction February 
You can find Smell the Inside of Your Nose all over all the different apps for different podcast listening. And also you can find me on BitChute and Rumble and and, and different places. I'm just not on CensorTube or any of the censoring social media sites. I don't participate in anything like that as much as possible. I avoid censorship and I avoid surveillance. So I'm just not doing that. So I hope you can appreciate that. And if you do appreciate it, maybe you can share my podcast with some other people so I can get some more listeners. I'm just not going on to those sites. I'm too offended by them. I just choose not to do business with people like that. Thanks a lot again for listening. We're going to go into the send-off. The today's introduction and send-off were recorded ones. I didn't want to do brand new ones. I just took them off of old episodes. I'm sure you won't mind about that. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to leave you with a recorded send-off I did maybe last week. Just like my introduction today was recorded from a previous episode. Thanks a lot again. Again, thanks, thanks. Please share. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. It's going to be a lot happening on this podcast in this coming year. And you're. I hope that you want to... I'm doing a lot more things besides just Flash Fiction February. I've got lots of little plans programmed. So I hope you will get involved and listen and help me build a little community. That could be really fun. Okay, everybody, we'll be back tomorrow for day 21 of Flash Fiction February on Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're an instant in an infinite universe. We're an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in a snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox, and I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here, and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter to use space and the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse. Because it expands as far as you're able to observe into the infinite universe. Because your observation affects it. You are rare. You're not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there is light. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself while you shine on others. And it's such an honor that you shine on me. Thank you. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it.
right now.